Well, hey everyone, I'm Pastor Judd Wilhite, and I wanna thank you for joining us today. You know, Central's a place where it's okay to not be okay. And we are so glad that you're here. I hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, good morning, guys. Good to see you today. I hope you're doing well. I wanna talk to you today a little bit about walking with God. Walking with God. Lori and I, uh, uh, we walk together. We like to go out and walk. I remember one time she got uh, really motivated that she was going to run, quote, a 5K. And she was going to do it for, to support this ministry. And so immediately she's like, Judge, you got to come out with me. You know, like now I'm, now I'm doing the thing with her, right? So we go out and we ran a little bit and then we'd walk and we'd run and we'd walk. And I remember at one point we were walking along and, and our kids were out on their scooters and they were going really fast, far away. She's looking out there at them and all of a sudden she just tripped on the sidewalk and went face down on the ground. Because when Lori falls, y'all, there's no catching yourself. It's all the way. All the way down on the ground. And uh, we're walking out. She says, with, she to this day will say, I was running. Like, we were slow walking. Really slow walking. And she tripped and she fell. But that's life, you know? Like, like, and by the way, she ended up tearing her rotator cuff through that whole thing. So sometimes the smallest fall can mess you up. But listen, you're just walking along in life. And before you know it, you can trip. You can stumble. Sometimes you catch yourself. Sometimes you don't catch yourself. You fall. You get hurt. But the good news today is that we don't have to walk alone. The Bible teaches that God wants us to walk with him, that he wants to walk with us. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants to journey with us. And when you walk with God, you actually begin to experience more of the benefits of God, his love, his goodness, his peace, his forgiveness, his compassion, his mercy, this sense of assurance that no matter what you face, you'll never be alone, that God's gone ahead of you, that God goes behind you, that God's below you and above you, that he's all around you and he's moving and working in your life. These are the benefits of walking with God. And you know what that means? Now listen, parents, that means you don't have to parent alone. Can I get an amen? amen. That means in relationships, you don't have to navigate it alone. That means at work, you don't have to carry it alone. Some of us are exhausted and we're worn out and we got nothing left because we're trying to do it all alone. And I want to invite you today to be intentional about walking with God in your life. And our example for that comes from Hebrews chapter 11. We're working through Hebrews chapter 11. We kicked it off last week. It's known as the Hall of Faith, where all of these amazing people of faith are mentioned throughout Hebrews chapter 11. And when you get to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, we meet a guy named Enoch, one of the earliest people of faith championed in Hebrews chapter 11. Here's what it says in verse 5. I'll read this verse. And when I do, just let's say the red word real loud together. It says, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. Hello. He disappeared because God took him. God's just like, dude, I like you. You're out. <laughs> For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who what? Pleased God. Enoch pleased God. God apparently dug it because he just didn't die. He's like, hey, man, you just come up here and chill with me. And so 
Now, Enoch, you know, is like in the presence of God. The only other person in the Bible that is mentioned like this would be Elijah, and he like rode off in this chariot of fire and like kind of went to heaven, right? And so this is what happens to Enoch. Now, the only thing we really know about Enoch comes not only from this verse, but there's one other verse in the inspired scriptures where he's mentioned. You gotta go all the way back to the beginning, the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter five, with the very early chapters, and this is the only thing the Bible actually says about Enoch. So he's mentioned in the Hall of Fame, but this is all we know, this is all we got. You ready? Here it is, Genesis chapter five, beginning of verse 22. It says, Enoch, what? Walked. He walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Somebody right now is like, what, 300 years? Dang. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch what? Walked, you see it twice, faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. That's all we know about Enoch. Now, this is mentioned in Genesis 5. Genesis 5 is a genealogy, right? So the ge- we used to call them the begats. So-and-so begats so-and-so who begats so-and-so who begats so-and-so. And you're like falling asleep. You're just trying to keep your eyes open. And then all of a sudden we get to Enoch and it stops. And this is what it says. Enoch, well, Enoch walked faithfully with God. He, in other words, the idea is this. In this sort of chronology, all these people just live their lives, All these people existed and died, existed and died, existed and died, existed and died, were born, were died, born, died, born, died. And then all of a sudden, Enoch had a different quality of life. He was different. He walked with God. He didn't hide from God. He didn't run from God. He walked with God. The only other time that word walked is mentioned before this in the Bible is when it says God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. Enoch walked in relationship with God, and then God took him. Now, somebody's still kind of hung up on the 365 years thing. You're like, how do I get on that plan? So what do we do? You know, when you look at the early chapters of the Bible, um, you see these people live really long ages, and it's like, what the heck's going on here, man? Like, um, and, you know, some scholars say, well, Maybe this is figurative. You could interpret it figuratively. Others will say, well, this is more about like generations like of a family or of like a tribe, if you will. But, but it seems like Genesis 5, we just read it together. It seems like the author means it pretty literal to me, like he states it in a literal way. What's interesting is this is Genesis 5, and it's chron- doing the chronology up to the flood um, where God judged the world. In Genesis chapter 6, you see a change where God says, listen, he talks about how humanity has kind of gone its own way and done its own thing. And he literally says in Genesis chapter six, he says, from now on, like the lifespan of a human will be no more than 120 years. So there's this shift as you read through Genesis in the early chapters, they tend to live a really long time. And then after the flood, they tend to live a much shorter amount of time. I don't know, I'm just giving you perspectives. You gotta figure that one out, all right. Enoch lived a long time, sort of tell us, and it tells us, and he walked with God. And my suggestion to you today is you and I can please God as well. You and I can walk with God and experience the benefits of God. You and I don't have to just be born and die, be born and die, be born and die, but we can live with a different quality of life because we walk with God like Enoch. So I want to talk to you about how we do that. And the first idea is this, to listen 
and talk with God. If you're going to walk with somebody in relationship, you got to listen to them and you got to talk with them. Um, I saw this on social media. I thought it was pretty funny. You got to kind of think about this when you read it, but it says, no one has ever been more surprised than a husband hearing about his wife's plans for the second time. (laughs) Got to let that sit in. I can't tell you how many times Lori's come in and she's like, hey, are you ready? I'm like, why? Where, where, Where are we going? She's like, look, we just talked about this last week. I told you we're going to go to do this thing. We're going to go see this deal, whatever, you know, like, and you looked me in the face and you're like, oh, yeah. And now I'll be standing there and I'll be like, I, I, I never said that. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I never heard this in my life. She's like, well, I don't care. Get ready. We're leaving in 10 minutes, you know, got to go. Communication can be a challenge. Sometimes we don't hear each other. Sometimes we don't listen. And then sometimes in communication, have you, have you noticed like if there's a problem in a relationship, a lot of times we'll, we'll bring somebody into the problem, right? Because we need, some, we need uh, to talk it through. We need to have somebody journey with us. But then we don't always bring them into the resolution of the problem. We just sort of bring them in and then we don't ever tell them how it worked out. I mean, I did that to Lori Friday. Like Friday, uh, our, our worship team, Central Live, is um, many of them are out at um, doing a couple music festivals. It's a real honor. And so Friday night in Northern California, they played at um, Spirit West Coast, this Christian music festival, and they were awesome. Pray for them. Tonight they're in uh, Phoenix um, at this Family Life Festival that's going on. And so I'm speaking, they're playing, I'm speaking, C.C. Winans for King and Country, you know, it's a pretty awesome group. So, so I'm going out speaking, like I'm, I don't get to ride with the band like the cool people, you know, I gotta fly in, fly back, right? So I fly in Friday night, and I get delayed at the airport, it's crazy, and when I land, it's like rush hour traffic, Northern California, Oakland, I'm like, oh man. I pull it up on my phone, and it's showing like over two and a half hours with traffic and everything, like to get to where I need to go. So I get in the rental car, and, and my phone is showing that my estimated time of arrival is 15 minutes before I'm supposed to walk out and speak. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna make it. So I call my wife. Lori, because when I'm, when I'm freaking out, anybody like this, I need her to freak out with me. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to feel this. This is bad. I'm not going to make it. Traffic, not moving, cars, I'm stuck. Anyway, I just threw up all over her, ruined her Friday night. We journeyed it together because we've been doing this 26 years and she's an amazing, loving wife. She's like, all right, you're gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. God's got this. Just keep going. Just do what you can do. Talk, you know, so we, anyway, we, we talked. So anyway, this goes on and on and on and then finally, you know, I said goodbye and I, I let her go. I brought her into the problem, all of the problem and the struggle and these crazy Californians that won't get out of my way. I got somewhere I gotta be. And then I got there 20 minutes before I was supposed to speak. I mean, I I pulled in, parked, basically went to the boys' room, and it was walk on the stage, but I never told Lori I got there. (laughs) I brought her into the problem. Yeah, thanks for that. But I didn't, like, let her know. I made it. I got here safe. You ever do that? You ever, I mean... A lot of people do that in their family. Like, like this is the dynamic in a lot of marriages. Like, 
Like she will tell her mom about whatever that's go, that he's doing, whatever's going on, or her aunt, and she'll kind of p- bring them into the problem, right? And then they work it out later. He apologizes, they make it right, all that. But she doesn't often tell them that it got resolved later, which is why at Thanksgiving, he just gets food chucked at him. <laughs> Treat my daughter that way. You're mashed potatoes. God has not only communicated to us through his word the problem and the challenges. The Bible's not only incredibly honest about the difficulties and the junk that we face in our lives, but he's also given us hope and he's pointed to the resolution. He's brought us into what he's done in Jesus Christ. He's pointed us to the hope of heaven and eternal life with him. God has brought us into both sides of the equation. He's communicated with us. And Hebrews chapter four reminds us of the power of this. Look at this, Hebrews chapter four, beginning of verse 12 says, for the word of God is what? Alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The word of God is alive. It's not like other things we read. It's not like reading a news feed on your phone. It's not like um, just reading a book or an article. Bible says the word of God is alive. Sometimes if you read God's word, you'll get the sense that it's reading you. That God can convict and work and reveal himself. He's communicated to us. And if we're gonna walk with God, we gotta stay in communication with God. We gotta keep leaning into his word. His word is alive, it's powerful. I saw this documentary of Conor McGregor recently, and it's kind of following his life. And, and after he got into some legal trouble, he got uh, sentenced to some community service. And so he goes to this little church in Brooklyn, and he's got to go in, and it shows him, like, who knows how much of it's staged, right? It shows him, like, sweeping and vacuuming and, you know, doing the community service work in this church. But what I thought was interesting is how he kept stopping and looking at the signs and stuff that were posted around the building. Do you see this? You know what I'm talking about? Like, like he'd look at it, he'd be like, wow, at one point, he, he tells the cameraman, he goes, hey, hey, check this out, come here. And he reads from Ephesians chapter four in the Bible. It says, live a life worthy of the calling you have received. He goes, wow, that's cool. Would somebody mentor this guy? Because there's an entire book full of cool called the Bible, and it is alive, and it is powerful in our lives. And he, like, walks around the church, and he's reading all these scriptures, and he's reading them out loud. And later, there's this clip where he's, like, he's, like, talking to his girl, and he's, like, man, it was so cool being in that church around all that positivity and all those positive statements and all that. Look, that's not just positivity, bro. That's the word of God. It's alive and powerful. We just... And if you want to be alive, if you want to have more power, just keep exposing yourself to God and do it by exposing yourself to his word. And it's available. You already have God's word on you. Almost every one of you, I can tell you right now, you have right now God's word on you. You have it in a hundred different translations. It's totally free. It's available to you. And if you don't like to read, you already have the audio book on you. You know where I'm going with this already, don't you? 
I'll show you right here. This is the app I use every single day. If you're an Android user, if you're an Apple user, it's free. You just go to your app store. You already have this, right, on your phone. And then if you download this, um, it, uh, you can go to like Bible and you have all different translations, all free, the whole Bible right there. You can read it on your phone. If you see that bottom uh, area, you can click like plans. If you click plans, um, man, you can, there's different plans. You can save reading plans. You can read through the Bible in a year. You can read through the Bible in three years. You can just go through some of the New Testament in a month. There's a, everything you can imagine is there. Um, if you want to know about what the Bible says about love or healing or anger, it's all there. You can just click it and begin to read it. There's even a thing, uh, if you go to the home area, that's just called the verse of the day. And the verse of the day is every day, um, version just does a verse. There it is. Real creative. The verse of the day. Take you like two minutes. I think it will make a difference in your life if you just whip your phone out, open it up every day, and just, what's the verse of the day? Just think about it for a minute. Maybe pray it through. Maybe go back to it a few times. And then if you want to know a little more about that verse, they also do a little video every day. It's like a one or two minute video. I've done it. Um, some of our team have done it. This week, Pastor Drew Bodine was one of the people on there. It's people from all over the country. He did it. And I was like, bam, six in the morning. I'm like, way to go, Drew. That's amazing. And I'm you know, texting people because, look, I didn't know he was going to do it. But I open my Bible every day, people, and I see him right there. I'm just saying he's right there. God's word is you already have it. All you got to do is open it. And don't beat yourself up about, you know, do I understand everything? Just wait out in there and let God's word start moving in your life. It's alive and powerful. God is community. You can't walk with somebody if you're not listening. Right? You can't be in relationship with somebody if you're not listening. Um, and so not only do we want to listen, we want to communicate. And the way we do that is through prayer. Prayer is just communication with God. Every single one of you has prayed. More than likely, uh, you can pray. You can cry out to God. And if sometimes you struggle with prayer, if you're not really sure what to do with prayer or what to say when it comes to prayer, this is a simple acronym that I've used for years. It's not original to me. It's been around forever. And uh, it's just called ACTS. So if you want a framework to pray, just think about ACTS. This is it. You start with a door and you just say, you know, God, I'm just going to adore you, who you are. I'm going to acknowledge you're holy, you're good, you're powerful. You just start your prayer acknowledging who God is. Confess. You begin to confess your sins. God, I confess this issue in my life, this issue in my life, this issue. And so we, we adore God for who he is. Then we confess our sins to him. Then we thank him. God, I thank you for all the amazing things you've done in my life. I thank you for the way you've moved, for the way you've worked. I thank you for my job, my friends, my family, my house, my shoes, my life. Got it. And then... And then S is for supplied. Now, God, I, I pray for my needs. Pray for my family's needs. I pray you bless my work. I pray you bless my, my family. So Acts is just a simple way. And I, you know what's, I thought about it this week because I was like, you know, I actually use this regularly, even though I've known this for over 30 years and it's super simple. It's just like now, it's just like a framework for how I often pray. Start with adoring God, acknowledging who he is. Then I confess my sins. Then I give thanks for all that he's done. Then I pray for kind of the needs in my life. And prayer isn't just about getting things from God. It's really just about getting more of God in our lives. That's just a simple framework that might help you. But if you want to walk with God like Enoch did, if you want to please God, 
work on listening and work on communicating, right? Because that's what it means to be in relationship with somebody. Then here's another idea. Keep in step with God's spirit. Keep in step with God's spirit. So I have a friend who um, is in his 60s at this point. And uh, it's an amazing shape. Like, like he's a kind of a gym rat, you know, like he used to be a trainer, all of that. Got a six pack. I mean, dude, you got a six pack in your 60s. Come on. He looks amazing. So I, I, I only, we only get to see each other a few times a year, but, but wherever we're at, when we get to see each other, we always end up getting a workout in because he's never going to miss a workout. And so I've just learned this. And um, when we go to the gym, I always want to keep in step with him. It's a pride thing. You know what I mean? Like, like if he puts an extra plate on the bar and then he looks at me and he says, you want me to take that? I'm like, oh, you leave it on, son. <laughs> step back, old man. You know, and then he did five, I'll do two. But anyway, I'll go as far as I can go, right? You know, like, I just refuse to, if he did 10, I'm going for 10, right? If, if he did this, I'm going for that. Why? Because I'm trying to stay in step with him. I want to be in sync with him. What he does, I want to do, right? If I did it when he wasn't around, I'd also look like him. Anyway. When it comes to our, our spiritual life, we want to stay in step with God. We want to walk in rhythm with him. In fact, look at this. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, it puts it this way. It says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in what? Step with the Spirit. In other words, God's Spirit is moving. He's moving in your life. He's nudging you. He's leading you. Have a conversation. Forgive an enemy. Get to church. Spend some time with God. Be generous to this person who's in need. Let go of this grudge in your life. And if we will pause and listen, we'll start to sense, especially as we pray and read God's word, we'll start to sense how God's spirit is leading us. And when it becomes clear God is leading us to do something, we want to stay in step with that. We want to walk in step with the spirit. And if you do, this is what happens. Galatians 5, 22, the very two verses up, one of my favorite passages, it says, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of what? Fruit in our lives. It says, love, joy, and peace. Patience, kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. First of all, it says love, joy, and peace, which is really a quality that comes from God. Like these are God's core qualities, love, joy, peace. He can bestow those to us in our lives as we keep in step with the Spirit. Then it says patience, kindness, and goodness. That's starting to relate to how we treat other people, right? How we interact with other people. God will start to make us more patient and more kind and fill us with his goodness. And then it will even start to change how we relate to ourselves. Some of you are in an abusive relationship with yourself. But now it starts to fill us with faithfulness, with gentleness towards ourselves, and with self-control in our life. That's the fruit of God's Spirit working out in our life. And who doesn't want more of that in your life? Listen, every dollar we spend, all the money we kind of blow, all the trips we take, all the things we buy, deep down, you peel it all away. What I think we're really looking for is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You peel it all back. Like, these are actually the things we're trying to buy, hawk, sell, get. Because that's what we know we want. And the Bible's saying it's available to you. It's free. If you will just walk with God, 
This is what will come out in your life. Now, it doesn't mean it comes out immediately. Sometimes it's a process. Come on, somebody. And for some of us like me, it's a long process. We're talking decades, decades. But it can happen. It can happen. And God can do a transformative work in your life. So walk with him. Keep in step with the spirit. You know, we have a little dog at home. Talk about her some. Her name's Stella. She's a little French bulldog. And uh, we've always been bulldog people. We had an English bulldog for years. But when she passed away, we eventually kind of broke down. I feel like it's trendy, so I feel like I have to say this. You know, we got to, because we're bulldog people, we had to have a bulldog. Didn't matter what kind. Anyway, we ended up with this little French bulldog. And she's a runt. She's only like 15 pounds. Little, even for a French bulldog. And a lot of French bulldogs are crazy. But she's an angel, man. Total chill, really. Like, she's like chill, hanging. She's here for the love. So, um, she only understands two words, eat and walk. That's it. She's not the smartest dog I've ever seen, for sure. But when she hears the word walk, she starts doing little hops in circles, you know, like hopping, going for a walk. Oh, I mean, it's worth it just to see that. That makes my whole day. So in the morning, I'll take her for a while. I say, walk, walk. She goes crazy, right? We're going to walk, we're going to walk, we're going to walk. And she'll go and find where her little harness is that's got her leash attached to it. She will put her feet in it. Like, I'm ready. Strap me in. We're going to walk. So I get her, I do this. I strap her in and we go out the door and we're going for a walk. And, and, and first she's like, man, she's trucking. She's like, whoo, crazy speed, fast, you know, which she's only like this big, right? You know, so she's out there pulling. I'm pulling on the leash, keep her back. She's like, we're going for a walk, we're going for a walk. She's looking around, goes, goes for about 200 yards. I can still see the house. And then she starts slowing down. <laughs> Little tongue starts hanging out of her little mouth. She's like, whoa. You know, bulldogs, they're not even really meant to be alive. I don't know. They have to like, all the stuff they have, it's like, there's nothing natural about this, right? You know, like she's, she, they don't have any energy. They can't go that far, you know? Like she's, she's exhausted. By 300 yards, inevitably, she just stops. Like she's, oh, we did it. That was amazing. I'm like, we've been out here four minutes. She's done. And then she looks up at me with these big brown eyes. And she's like, says to me through her eyes, pick me up. <laughs> and it's okay because that's why I bring the stroller <laughs> along with me. So then I, I pick her up. And she knows I'm going to put her in the stroller. I'm going to latch her in. And she's got just enough room to get out on the edge. She gets out on the very edge of it like Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic. <laughs> I'm king of the world, right? She's hanging off the edge. Because I'm still going three or four more miles, y'all. Like, we got a long way to go, but this is all she's got. And she loves it. And then when we come back, once the house is in view and we're almost there, I, I take her down and I set her there. And she prances to the house like, we're awesome. Did you see that? We went forever. And then she sleeps the rest of the day. Like, that's it. But I'll tell you that story because I think sometimes 
We have all the energy in the world. We come to church, we're like, yeah, I'm gonna walk with God. That's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna follow God faithfully. I'm gonna deal with those sin areas in my life. I'm gonna get rid of that addiction in my life. I'm not gonna do that anymore in my life. I'm not gonna lose my cool in traffic anymore, right? I'm not gonna, like, and then what inevitably happens in spite of all of our excitement, we run out of gas pretty, pretty soon, don't we? We forget the promises we made. We get sidetracked. And look, I want to encourage you in your life that God is one who will pick you up and carry you the rest of the way. He has said in his word that he will literally, um, that he will finish what he's completed, that he will take us and carry us through by faith as we follow him. And so friends, we have a choice that we can make in our lives. And the choice is simply this. A lot of us, we're trying to go it alone. And we can walk in our pain or we can walk with the healer. Look, we can walk in our guilt or we can walk with the savior. We can walk in our bitterness or we can walk with our forgiver. We can walk in our defeat or we can walk with our victor. We can walk with our weakness or we can walk with the mighty one. We can walk in our confusion or we can walk with the all-knowing. We can walk with our head down or we can walk with our head up following the restorer and the rescuer of our lives. We can walk in darkness or we can walk in the light. We can walk with despair or we can and walk in hope. God wants to walk with us. He knows how frail and how much we fail, right? He realizes that we're but dust, but he loves us anyway. So listen to him. Pray to him. Try to keep in step with the Spirit. Walk with him and please him. And we have the promise. Maybe Enoch was unique in that he didn't die. But Jesus says he's the resurrection and the life, and everyone who believes in him will live even though he dies. And so we have the promise one day of ultimately walking with God as we walk with him now by faith. Maybe you're here today, maybe you've never crossed that line of faith. And if that's where you're at, I'd love to just give you the opportunity to reach out to God, to trust him in your life, to place your faith in him. I'm gonna ask everybody, will you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you'd like to become a follower of Jesus today, you can begin that journey by repeating a prayer after me, just either out loud or in your own heart, just as a way of reaching out to God and trusting him in your life. Just say, dear God, I thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus into the world. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose again. Forgive me for my sins. Give me the gift of eternal life. And help me face the challenges I'm up against. God, I surrender my life to you. In Christ's name. Friends, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's your prayer today, if it's your commitment, I'm gonna ask you to just slip your hand in the air. Just reach out to him today. Just acknowledge you're going to trust him and you're going to follow him in your life. God bless you guys. Thank you. Just reach out to him today. Thank you. Thank you. God, we love you. I thank you for each person just reaching out to you today. I pray you'll fill them with your goodness and your mercy, your compassion.
May we all grow in our ability to hear from you and walk with you and please you in our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe and review this podcast and connect with us on social media by following at Central Online. You can also contribute to what God is doing through Central. You can simply visit centralchurch.online slash give, and you can give a gift today. And thanks again for joining us on the Central Church Podcast.